0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day and another week, so it's time for the opening. And this morning, I'm speaking to Nick Kunza from Sandlam Private Wealthwise. The S&P futures market up 1.4%. That's how we have to begin this conversation. Please, Nick.
1: Lindsay, good morning. I, I don't know. I mean, last night, we had uh, Jerome Powell uh, coming out uh, on uh, CBS News. Or one of those, I think it was like Meet the Press or something like that. And he was more than a little, uh, I don't know, more than a little bearish to say the least. I mean, he, he spoke about the the uh, revival in the economy taking anywhere to the end of next year. That's December 2021, people. But uh, apparently market liked It means more stimulus probably on the way. Um, or else they looked at the Japanese economy now officially in recession after today's GDP numbers. Yes. I don't know, Lindsay, in, and the jury's out. But it's one of those cases I think the market is maybe even getting a little bit, uh, uh, I don't know, coronavirus fatigue. They're tired of the stories. They rather look at the good news and the, and the fact that things are opening up, although the good news is hard to find. And maybe that's the reason. But either way. S&P futures are up, so it's a good start for Monday morning for now.
0: Sounds like a song, actually. The good news is hard to find. I'll I'll write some lyrics. You can do the music later on. Uh, So we've gone from uh, Jerome to Japan, and let's just reiterate what has happened in Japan because their quarterly figures weren't particularly good. Gross domestic product fell by 3.4%. And again, what we look forward to is the second quarter or not look forward to is the second quarter numbers, which might be even worse, but uh, not, not, not great. Not great, but uh, important to note that, that that particular contraction
1: in Japan, uh, that is the country's second straight quarter. So, uh, as economists like to call it, that is the technical definition of a recession, oh, yeah. two technical contractions. Uh, this is the first, I guess, uh, you know, major economy that's signaling what, what COVID-19 has done has pushed it into recession. We know the rest are yet to come. Um, but other than that, it, it really is uh, – um, yeah, taking it in a stride. I mean, risk assets are bid. Um, but uh, the one for me to watch, and I know it's one of your favorites, is the price of gold, gold continues to push to multi year highs.
0: Look at that thing. Someone said to me on a social media platform this morning, that I'm a gold bug. I'm not a gold bug. I just know that it's going up. And when it gets to too much, i.e., 1950 to 2000 or mm. something, then you sell it. But I mean, goodness me, the gearing <laughs> of some of these gold shares are quite extraordinary and take advantage of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then the other side of that, a weakening dollar. Um, printing presses are out, uh, and notes out this morning as well. That uh, if you look at what's happening with iron ore as well, on the Dalian exchange in China, which is which is where the majority of iron ore is actually traded in the speculative market. Um, I mean, they coming out this morning with some data from there, saying that the uh, the, the inventories of their steel making, the, the raw material for steel. Uh, basically dropping to its lowest level in more than three years. So dropping inventories in China, demand picking up, equals an iron ore price which is currently uh, up six percent on the in exchange, which explains why we're wow. seeing the yeah, we Rio Tinto up five percent. And of course, uh, our own and Kumba up also 4.81%. So all of a sudden, commodities in favour today, and strongly so.
0: Very good indeed. So we've gone from Jerome to Japan to Germany, which we have to look back at on Friday, a minus 2.2% mm. uh, print, which yep. was better than expected, I thought. But anyway, the world is in recession. The key point now is, will it remain in recession, or are these little blips on graphs that will continue to go up after 10, 11 years of going up?
1: Well I mean that's that's the the argument everyone's heard these stupid letters I'm actually tired of hearing them I even mean, repeat them one more time to drive everyone mad you know is it a v-shaped a w-shaped an l-shaped
0: u-shaped shaped.
1: I've, even, I've even heard a nike swish shaped recovery which people are looking for <laughs> goodness me but uh, <laughs> but right now the jury I think Please. is you've got to say Lindsay with the way these s ps are I mean it looks like they're going to break 2900. Uh, I guess you could have to say this doesn't look like a V-shaped recovery for me. I don't know what is, but... Whether it is underneath the, the surface, I don't know, but really a strong bounce back.
0: Where's the VIX? Price. I never trade. I'll give you the uh, WTI mm. in a moment. I never trade. I mean, it's maybe once every okay. 18 months. Where's the VIX at the moment? Because I have to buy some So, VIX.
1: The, VIX, the VIX is trading currently because it's a 24-hour market. It's at 30.65% implied volatility of, a, one section yes. of volatility of the VIX. Yes. It's called a it 31. Um, anything, I guess this is probably, given the moves the last couple of months, this is probably about right. It's probably fair. Um, I would consider the big moves. Anything in the twenties makes things look a little bit complacent. Anything north of forty is uh, starting to look like uh, contrarian. You want to say it's a little bit too much. So right now, I'd say it's fair value. But a thirty thirty-one percent VIX at the moment still means there's a lot of volatility to come for now.
0: Yeah, but it was in the eighties. So don't forget that it was in the it was eighty.
1: It, it was it was it was eighty-four percent at its peak, Lindsay, back in March.
0: Yeah, and it was at ten and a half, eleven percent at its low, probably six months ago
1: exactly and, and as we know you know these things in all the asset classes they often shoot to the upside and they shoot to the downside overshoot to the downside too so right now I would hesitate to say as I said, 31% is probably where it should be
0: I'm feeling a put trade coming on for December S&P mm-hmm. or NASDAQ or a combination of the two what's in the diary this week please uh,
1: busy we haven't enough time on the show to go through most of it but let me just give you the, the highlight we have um, the big one for me is uh, on Friday. Uh, investors will get their clearest insight yet into China's intentions. We have the the nation's elite on reading in Beijing. That's for that long-awaited uh, National People's Congress that was due to take place back in March, but has since delayed. So for me, that's quite a big one. Then also uh, we have Fed minutes out on Wednesday, and then of course Thursday. Don't forget for for market watchers in South Africa, we have our Saab that's announcing its rate decision on Thursday. We're expecting mm-hmm. another half percent cut bringing it down to more historical levels. And then on the, on the earnings front, also quite a nice one. A lot, a lot of retailers out. We have Walmart out tomorrow. That would be quite a good indication of what the American uh, consumer has done given those retail numbers, that historic collapse last week. Uh, we also have Alibaba on Friday. That's also another good one to watch for the e-commerce space. Yes. And then on the Economic Diary, I guess weekly, Jobless on Thursday, that horror show continuing Uh, we have on Wednesday, we have a lot of um, inflation numbers. Uh, Also on Thursday, PMI, it's called a PMI Thursday. We have big PMI numbers out from everywhere that matters. uh, UK, France, Germany, US. So actually quite a, a chunky weekend
0: year ahead of us. Very good indeed. Very exciting. And so that it uh, either validates or invalidates what we're seeing at the moment on the S&P, which is a 1.4% move. Uh, Stock Exchange News Service, Massmart Holdings, trading update came out at five minutes past seven this morning. The share price down around about one and a third percent. What did they say? Uh,
1: nothing that we didn't expect. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was 20-odd percent um uh, basically earnings were going to be down on bar, which which I thought wasn't too bad. I thought, given what, the, what we've seen from the likes of Pick and Play, and that it wasn't, wasn't as bad as expected. But, yeah, you know, the market's just a little bit soggy, and they didn't give any updates on their, on their dividend, which a lot of people were looking for.
0: Yeah, I mean, the trend these days is for people to say, well, uh, we'll yeah. just get a cokey pen and put it through the dividend payment because we're not going to do it, and we'll just have well, some fun on with that. Well, that.
1: On, that, on that note, Baldwin mm. joining, the, uh, joining the declaration of no dividend – uh, club on the JSC, so they came out this morning with
0: that. Yeah, we'll come to that in a second. I just want to read you the Massmont mm. story. It says, as previously reported, MassMart supports the measures the South African government has outlined to contain the spread of the COVID 19 virus. In line with regulations and amendments as published, the following MassMart formats are registered with the Department of Trade and Industry. So they're getting, quite, um, they're getting quite official about this whole thing. And on it goes. But basically, what it says is that people aren't buying as much stuff as they used to, and therefore our results won't be as good as they were expected a year ago. But we know that already. Baldwin Properties Limited Group Results. For the year ended 29th of Feb. Why are they so late? I suppose they're very busy, but as you say, they've suspended their dividend.
1: Yeah, you know, it seems to be unfortunately the trend on on the JSC, unfortunately, because a lot of people in this zero zero interest rate environment, and I saw putting in a cut raise again on Thursday. Dividends are what a lot of people rely on, so unfortunately, to see them deciding to. uh, defer the declaration. Um, But, you know, in in this upside-down world, we live in stocks up 11% on the back of what I think is, you know, a lot of investors would all see them basically preserve capital in this environment. Uh, EPS wasn't as bad as as forecast, and revenue, incidentally, was actually up 11%, which I did not think was so bad. So, you know, Mm -hmm. positive and a negative to take out of it, but the market's leaning more on the positive for this, So saying that it has been very oversold. Um, probably a little bit of uh, a little bit of bargain hunting happening there, Lindsay.
0: A company called Storage Property Reit also came out with uh, a trading statement this morning. It's a business update and small related party transactions. And I've got i uh, I've got an, a, a garage, which is essentially what it is, at Cape Town International Airport, which I keep some stuff in there. And one day I'm going to clear it out and get it sent to wherever I am. Uh, but they sent me a message about two weeks ago and said, so Lindsay, because of the You know, current situation. If you can't pay, then we'll accept, you know, part payment, that sort of thing. So, people Mm. are adapting to this sort of thing.
1: They are adapting. Listen, storage REIT, we don't – we have a few clients that hold it. We don't have it in our portfolios per se. But uh, hearing a lot of good things about this particular stock is run by quite a, a very, very young management very young and dynamic, which is uh, nice to see on a, on a lot of our boards. On the JSC, of old and grey, these guys are young, uh, quite dynamic, they've, they've adapted. And you said no, that. I didn't say that. Um, and uh, they're quite a. I guess you could almost say for us or for me, anyway. This is this is the what a disruptive. Uh, sort of move can do within the storage space. Uh, They're very dynamic. They've got a very active uh, app. You can download it from the the, the Apple store. Uh, They're very good, very aggressive. Uh, And quite frankly, given our conversation we've just had now about no dividends, they're maintaining their dividend. In fact, they're increasing their dividend, puts them on a dividend yield of 9.23% when I don't know, but the problem for me, I guess, Lindsay. I mean, do you classify this as a property company? I don't
0: no, no, I do not classify it as a property mm. company. I classify it as See, JSC a does, service and company. I don't think I it don't is. know what it is, but no, it, no. it certainly uh, it, it it provides annuity income. I mean, I don't know what goes on with my garage. It's, it's I mean, managed. I've got a couple it's of mattresses managed. and some and some old mm. shoes or something there. But I have to pay every month, and if I don't pay for two months, they phone me up and say, or rather, send me a message mm. and say, Lindsay, we're going to um, we're going unlock your thing and we're going to sell it And so it's like one of those companies on on um, uh, dstv i think one of them is called storage wars people can't pay so they or they die or something and people rummage around people's storage stuff i think it's a great little company
1: it's a great little business i mean your overheads are almost minimal. I when mean, you stick a light bulb and make sure the floors are clean and, and a lot of these, other lot of the places they've taken over very high profile. Certainly in Johannesburg, they're very visible. They've taken a lot of warehouses on the M1 and the M3 and yes. places which uh, a lot of sort of car storage which wouldn't have been used in this current environment, they've taken over. But I mean, I've got a little problem is, I mean, this is classified in the JSC as, as a property REIT and as I said, I'm not sure if I would classify it as that but I think it's one to watch. I like this. It's only down 17% here today and, and I think also given mm-hmm. what you've just said now, with your experience, I mean, how many people are looking at maybe downsizing, maybe sort of getting out of, out of their properties into smaller properties? I mean, a storage company like this, I think, is in the right place. I actually think this is one to watch for the, for the Williams portfolio. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the fictitious Williams-Kunza head fund. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the, w, uh, the WKHF. Um, okay, let's have a look now at the top five major movers on the J C Securities. And actually, let's go straight to the uh, the spot prices, because that could be quite interesting. We've already mentioned the mm. fact that the S&P 500 is on a bit of a tear this morning, up around about 1.4%. 1, 1. But let's have a look at the currencies. The uh, dollar rand is 1848, British pound against the 2238, and the euro round is nine with the euro dollar at 108.15. Dow Jones on Friday was up a quarter of a percent. S&P was up 0.4%. NASDAQ was up 0.8%. This morning in the Far East, despite the fact that uh, Japan recorded a 3.4% fall in GDP numbers for the quarter, uh, the Tokyo market up half a percent. Shanghai up a quarter. Hang Seng up a half. And in Australia, the all-share index up 1.2% with the Dow Jones futures, uh, similar to the S&P, up around about 1.4%. 1.4%. The gold price. Look at this. Come on, you can do it. You can go to 1,800 this week. It's 17. I'd, by the way, uh, for anyone who's listening, all of you, I do not own anything to do with gold. Even my wedding ring is platinum, so I don't own any gold. But I like the story. 1761 up 1.1%. The platinum price is up two and a quarter percent. Up 18 dollars an ounce, ounce to 817. What is palladium, please, Nick?
1: That is up three percent currently. One thousand nine hundred and seventy. So closing in on that two thousand dollars per ounce level.
0: Look at that thing, and the oil price obviously doing well with the rest of the commodities. Oilprice.com is just reloading at the moment, so I will tell you that WTI crude is up. (laughs) Oh my goodness me, it's up five and a half percent to thirty one oh seven. Brent crude oil is thirty three seventy five, up nearly four percent. Another great day for crude. Time for a short? Not just yet.
1: Not just yet. So West Texas, as you said, 31, just over $31 per barrel. Uh, it's the first time it's been over 30 in two months. Uh, just a heads up, tomorrow is futures closeout for this front month contract for West Texas. Ah, so be careful yes, if you're yes, thinking yes. of taking a position just yet. Uh, apparently, it seems to be a little bit better than last month in that uh, the open interest on that front month is actually down to a third of what it was. Not saying it can't go negative again, but right now it seems to be that uh, that was a once-off last, last month. So just be careful of that. that's us uh, close out tomorrow. But no, I don't think it's ready just yet, Lindsay. Not just yet.
0: And look at the arbitrage between the Brent crude oil and the WTI. Mm. I mean, whether it's December month or even the the front month, uh, it really has been quite extraordinary the way that the gap has closed between yeah. uh, the American and the European Hugely. oil. Hugely. Massive.
1: And you know, normally, normally on average it's between three, I'd say say, on average between six and eight dollars that's a, historically six and eight dollars is the spread between uh, the onshore West Texas and the offshore Brent mm. and then currently now we're sitting at uh, just over sort of three almost three dollars is ridiculously thin. I mean, if you're a if you're a trader right now, and a lot of these sort of world traders with arbitrage, you'd certainly be uh, shorting West Texas and buying Brent at the moment.
0: I reckon that's the trade of the week. Uh, Let's Mm. have a look at the trades of the day so far. So Banyo Stillwater, which is platinum and gold, is up 11 and a third percent. What a (laughs) move! $40 Forty dollars per, sorry, 40 Rand per share. Amazing. In up seven and a half percent. Anglo American Platinum up six and three quarters. And then comes uh, the property company, Hammerson, up five point eight, and Northern Platinum up five point seven. But the top four gold and platinum. On the downside, Altron down two and a half percent, Liberty Holdings down one and a quarter, PSG Consult down one point uh, one, Multi Choice, MC Group down one point one percent, and the JSE Limited down nearly point nine percent, anything outside of those that you're looking at this morning,
1: yes, I'm actually looking at into properties. We have a couple of uh, clients with exposure to be sort of keeping an eye on for them. Um, this particular share, almost back as a penny share, it is down 2.91%. It is sitting at exactly 100 bucks. They came out this morning with a with a trading update. Um, wasn't earnings? Was a trading update uh, relating to? I'll read you the article. I was just trying to get more detail on it. Doesn't sound too good. Uh, basically, uh, talking about the their agreements they've got with stakeholders for their course of action with basically, in a nutshell, in layman's terms, how they're going to get their rent. Um, and yeah. it doesn't sound great. They said they were talking about allowing people a, a rent for in the end of next year or something ridiculous like that. I don't know. Uh, but either way, it's uh, this, this, this particular stock, I'll keep quite a close eye on it, but it doesn't look good. It's sitting at 100 bucks. Um, and it certainly looked like it's going to be – sorry, sitting at one rand – it looked like it's going to be becoming a penny share shortly. So that, that's what I stuck out to. Me.
0: Give me the JSE indices after 45 minutes of trading on this first day of a new trading week, if you would. <laughs>
1: Okay, Lindsay, your well, first day uh, of the new trading week we to a flyer. Yay, we did it. Back over fifty thousand all share. 50,457 50, up one point six seven percent in the all mm. share. JC top forty, forty-six thousand seven fifty, up eight hundred and ten points or one point seven six percent. And individual indices, energy energy index four point one percent on a flyer, as we said, with that oil price. Basic materials also 4.04% higher. Utilities having a good up 1%. Even technology shares are 0.75%. Firmer. Uh, financials are flat, uh, 025 uh, And on the downside, telecommunication shares just a little bit lower. And healthcare shares a little bit of a drag, 02 Other than that, a good Monday off to the races.
0: Very good indeed. And long may it continue. Nick Kunzer is from Sunland Private Wealth. That was the opening. Nick will be back with me for the 5 o'clock shadow. Please join us then.